0: just fills your heart with joy to just be there and see how amazing it is. It's just spectacular. Absolutely.
1: You're listening to Out, About, and Abroad, a travel and outdoor podcast. Join us for stories about travel and destinations, information to help you plan a trip, and inspiration to add places to your list. From short trips around our home state to vacations across the country or travels to the other side of the world, we'll share all about our journeys. I'm Andy, and you'll be hearing from me and my friends and people I meet along the way. I hope you'll join us. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for being here. If you listened to the last episode, episode 6, then you know that this chunk of episodes right here is one long interview I did with my dad that I chopped up into different pieces because my dad took off on um, a 10-week journey in his camper last year and for episode six I recorded information that he had about what it's like to be in the camper, what his camper is like, things that he um, like changed, modified on his camper, and then the beginning of his route, he talks about biking and bike races and fishing, and he talks a little bit about what he and a friend did in Colorado and in Utah and in um, Salt Lake. And then today, we're picking up where I met my dad in Salt Lake. His friend and I traded off and I was able to join him for three weeks of traveling to national parks out west so I'm really excited to share that story you'll notice that the episodes are a little bit shorter than my previous ones because I have chopped a lot of this information up to make it so that if you're interested in Grand Tetons you'll have to listen to this chunk if you're interested to in in Yellowstone that'll be the next episode so this interview picks up in Salt Lake. My dad and I checked out Great Salt Lake before we headed north to Grand Teton, so we cover a little bit about what that was like, and then we'll talk about Grand Teton National Park. I am going to add some more specifics and information at the end because I didn't have my notes with me when I recorded this episode, so I go through the whole conversation with my dad, then at the end of the episode, I'll provide a little bit more information in places that were a little sparse.
0: Yeah, so I dropped I dropped Jeff off in uh, Salt Lake on the same day that I picked you up. Yeah, and then we uh,
1: had to say it. Yep. Thanks, Seth, for hosting us. Yep.
0: So we we uh, stayed at Seth's house against that again that night and uh, headed out the next morning.
1: Yeah, we drove up to it's Snowbird. What did I say, freebird. Snowbird. Yeah, Freebird. Freebird. <laughs> freebird. Play like Freebird. That's a whole different Leonard Skinner <laughs> song. Yeah, Seth out.
0: works at Snowbird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Up. Little Cottonwood Canyon, yeah, which is uh, two weeks ago got flooded out and got wiped out in oh, uh, no. landslides, which is oh wow, it's a super dangerous place. Seth told us it's the uh, the most avalanches on any highway in the world. I think oh it yeah, is up Little Cottonwood Canyon up to Snowbird and Alta.
1: That's why he's like he's like avalanche. Trained. He's on
0: avalanche control. Yep. Wow. yep. Yep. So he does avalanche control for the highway and for the uh, for Snowbird.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, super cool.
1: That is cool. Who knew that was a job? You could be an avalanche control. What were the things that he, the the things he would shoot into the avalanche? They shoot howitzers. Yeah. yeah, they shoot
0: howitzers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like a big cannon. guns. And like a cannon. They shoot at the uh, snow banks to yeah. bring down the snow. To control the so it doesn't avalanche. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool.
1: That was really cool. Yep. So yeah, we started off there. I picked. So I guess part of the reason we picked Salt Lake was because. You had someone based there that we could meet Mm up uh actually originally i was planning on taking the train that was the other reason why (laughs) i had salt lake in my head um which i think would be really cool to do but actually i heard someone do it recently and a lot of the like stuff that was advertised on the amtrak train like the observation car and stuff wasn't even on the entire track the entire route Mm -hmm. it was only part of it and I don't know. It 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 didn't sound exactly like what was advertised, so I'm kind of glad that I didn't go for it. Dad convinced me that it was two days I'd waste. Right. Also, it was yeah. really expensive for, compared to flying. Yeah. I, I think it'd be cool to do some point. Pretty
0: cool. But I mean, if you're gonna you know trying to get somewhere.
1: Yeah, but the, I had Salt Lake in my head. I think for that reason. Yeah,
0: you could get to Salt Lake in, uh, you know, in a half a day versus two and a half days of messing around with yeah, the train.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I booked a flight one way out to Salt Lake on june 26th the day before that was graduation and the day before that was the last day of school so mm. we i got out there pretty quickly when summer started yeah, yeah so yeah,
0: yeah. school's out i'm gone
1: <laughs> here so, i come
0: yeah
1: um well we we also we had a time limit because we both had to be home around the 15th of july we had a family camping trip that next week mm-hmm. for cindy mm-hmm. and we i had uh my best friend's bachelorette party so I was. We didn't want to waste time, so I had just under three weeks to come join you. So we flew into Salt Lake City. We got dinner. Headed out the next morning. Drove north. We had to stop. Stop by the Great Salt Lake.
0: Yep. First stop was Great Salt Lake. We did. Uh, yeah. Went out there and checked it out. It's a, a little bit grim. The condition of the Great Salt Lake is not good.
1: Yeah. It's drying up fast.
0: It's drying up fast. Hopefully, this crazy winter that we had over yeah. this winter of 2023. Really helps put some water in the basin because yeah. they're in, they're in desperate shape. Yeah, uh, they're actually pumping water from the waste treatment plant out into the basin.
1: Yeah,
0: hmm To try and uh, keep it alive because yeah, when it dries up, the uh, it's going to be bad. So yeah,
1: so the weather systems that couple things. One thing is the the weather systems that put all the snow up in the mountains right A Snowbird are pulling that off of pulling that that condensation comes off mm. Great Salt Lake. Mm-hmm. And forms a lot of that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right.
1: Other reason why it's going to be bad is because there's a lot of heavy metals in the yeah, it's true crust the... of Salt mm-hmm. Lake. Yep. So once that dries up, that's all going to become dust. Going to be
0: exposed. Yeah. And that's
1: going to be really dangerous for anybody yeah. that lives downwind of that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I was in California recently, there's a much smaller lake on a smaller scale that that happened. I forget the name of it. I will have to look. Mm. Um, but that totally. People, people moving into Los Angeles diverted all that water and that happened. So Mm. kind of the same deal. So you probably heard like Lake Mead's drying up, Lake Powell's drying up, Salt Lake City's drying up. So we... The
0: Great Salt Lake. The Great, yeah, sorry.
1: (laughs) The Great Salt Lake is drying up. The city's taking the water. They're not the dry ones. Salt Lake City is drying out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, So we wanted to go check out the Great Salt Lake.
0: So you got to swim in it, float in it, whatever you call it, in uh, two inches of mucky water. Yeah,
1: I was advised not Three or four to.
0: inches of mucky water. I was
1: advised. Yeah. What it, I so passed. I like, why would you do that? Someone I passed. asked yeah.
0: me. I didn't, I, I didn't need that on my list. It didn't look fun. I didn't
1: need it on my but, list. I'll send you the video. It it looks fun if you have the sound off. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely mucky. Well, we, and the weirdest part, well, I mean, it's not weird. We knew that the lake is drying up but when you get there and you can actually physically see that the like shoreline has receded how far do we have to walk from the parking area mm,
0: pretty far like 500 600 yards Yeah, was a long ways yeah. out to the water from the parking area it's it receded so much yeah, yeah.
1: and it um yeah. super shallow yeah it's kind of mucky there's like the 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 great salt lake food chain is like brine flies something that eats them brine shrimp brine shrimp mm-hmm. brine flies mm-hmm. And something that eats the flies so uh there's some life in there but these uh kind of these little yeah shrimpy fly things are everywhere and um it's a little mucky on the feet and you're floating in like four inches of water which is cool i've never floated in four inches of water i'll go to the dead <laughs> sea sometime but until then yeah i have floating in the great salt lake on my bucket list if it if it deserved to be on, there on your resume on my resume the good thing is we, we knew that they had showers before I got in because it is so salty <laughs> that you will just be crusted yeah. when you get out. So you yeah. definitely want to bring change for the shower or make sure they're functional before you get in there. But we made that stop and then we, we continued heading north.
0: Yeah, we headed north for the Grand Teton's.
1: Yes, yeah, so we drove. I'm trying to like, I got it pulled up on my Google Maps. Antelope Island State Park is where we went for a swim. Then we drove from like 2.30 p.m., stopped for coffee, stopped at Walmart, <laughs> stopped in Logan. I think we went to Marshall's. We needed bedding. Dad yeah, a lot of we were cards. looking for
0: warmer bedding for you because so yes. we knew it was going to get chilly.
1: Took a quick little cut the corner into Idaho and got some Mexican food.
0: Most amazing. It was, a, it was Good. Amazing Mexican food, amazing people, super friendly. It was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we stopped, we're like, All right, we're gonna want dinner. That's the only thing I've ever done in Idaho, was get Mexican food. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely want to go back, Idaho is definitely on my list. Um, and then we were, this was such a scenic drive, it was beautiful. This was my first time out west. Driving I had been to. Mm-hmm. I had been to Oregon before that, but mm. just- in
0: California, uh, but it was different driving that. in the west.
1: But yeah, it was driving up amongst the- Driving in the Rocky the, Mountains and yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was gorgeous. So I took way too many pictures of just the highway in front of us. <laughs> and we ended up, um, were we. I think we maybe were using those websites to try and figure out where we were going to spend the yeah. night.
0: No, so we were actually just looking at the map. We were looking oh, at the yeah. maps. Uh, we were looking at Google Maps and just looking at the national parks. And the yeah, free, the parkland. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah, we ended yeah. up going to Aldred Flat Campground. Yeah. I don't remember if we had to pay to be there. Did we, we have to put $5 um, in the box?
0: We did. I think mm-hmm. so. It was a five dollar campsite. It was getting late, and we were uh, just needed some place to go. And it would have yeah, been yeah.
1: eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was getting dark. we were like, okay. Yeah, we, we got there just up. in
0: time to be able to find a campsite, get back in, get the camper settled down. The good news is traveling uh, when you're not staying and unhooking a truck is you can just back in. Right. Keep it hooked to the truck, and there's a yeah. lot less drama to staying someplace overnight. Yeah. Like staying in the Walmart parking lot, just open up the door and slide yeah. to slide. Yeah, definitely. Um, you don't have to balance. Yeah, it. but that place was super cool. We were long we were all the way back in the campsite by ourselves. It's an amazing spot backed up to the uh there's like some smaller mountains and mm-hmm. um a creek and beaver dam running through there.
1: I think that as we were pulling through they were saying something about there were like signs about their beavers hmm. or something. And yeah, hmm. we were like, "Oh, let's get a spot along this little creek." Yeah. Yeah, but, it was pretty amazing. Yeah, we couldn't see too much. So we woke up in the morning. Yeah, that's and we're right. like wow! it got dark
0: pretty quick, but there was a lot of stars and yeah. the sky was amazing. Yes, we were pretty shocked by then though. So yeah, it was pretty quick to bed.
1: Yeah, we woke up in the morning and we're, well, like, oh, we're right on like a beaver dam. Yeah, it was nice. So we yeah. we we wandered up around the beaver dam. Yeah, we some... went for a
0: hike. I went for a hike early. Oh, yeah. uh, that's right I got up early and was out and went and hiked up this hill and then came back and got you it was yeah. like, yeah you got to see this and then we hiked all the way up in there and uh, Sun was coming up pretty good by then and it was just yeah. gorgeous and again we were alone yeah we we're alone hiking by ourselves until a 12 year old girl showed up with a fishing pole yeah remember Smart we, girl. Were, we were coming out and here comes this little girl
1: watching these fish all jump yeah. behind this beaver dam
0: yeah she was the f- she really needed a fly rod to catch those fish. <laughs> That's fair. She was trying to catch him with a with a spinning rod uh, and it didn't work for her. But anyways it was cool to, to see awesome. her up there by herself away from her family trying to catch these fish in this little beaver dam.
1: Yeah. That was cool. Like eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Little beaver palm. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. So green and just felt like actual wilderness. Yeah. It just was like yeah. wow. I, I don't know. I felt the vastness of like, oh wow. Yeah. This is Awesome.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was great. And from there From
1: there we headed to Jackson.
0: Yeah, we headed to Jackson, we're Wyoming, which is right just there, spectacular. <laughs> Different Jackson.
1: Jackson Hole. Jackson yeah. Hole, Wyoming. Um so Grand Teton National Park was our first stop. We had Grand Tetons. We were going to head to Yellowstone after, up to Glacier and back home. Mm-hmm. So, we had less than 3 weeks, but they were all s- close enough together that we wanted to hit them all so grand tetons was our first stop so we showed up and we bopped around a little bit looking for a campsite because Mm. there was one
0: yeah place we wanted to go uh, they didn't recommend dragging a trailer up there right so first place we went to was full yeah um
1: i have on the map we drove all the way there and back
0: yeah and again so the i mean it's full because from the campsites we'll call them wilderness campsites Mm -hmm. uh, boondocking still yeah you're looking right at the tetons across the fields Mm -hmm. so it was just spectacular um yeah so the one closest to town was full um except for one not such a great option which we didn't take um yes we had to find a place that was farther away so we talked to the campground host and they suggested we go to this place and it was amazing. Yeah, we got there, and the spot that I was aiming for was up this washed-out road, and it didn't. The sign said not to take RVs up there, so I said, "Well, this isn't an RV; it's a camping trailer." <laughs> I remember being so like, "Wait, Dad!" Off we went. Right after my after my foray up to Kennebec pass in Colorado this was nothing, this was nothing
1: you so saying.
0: yeah it was a little sketchy we eventually got up around the corner after a little bit of drama and
1: we, we put it through in park for a minute walked up to make sure we weren't yeah, getting into anything yeah we crazy.
0: stopped and looked around the corner and said okay we're almost there so then we got up on top of this little like mesa into this field and we were alone with nothing between us and the tetons except uh, about two miles of air yeah, it was perfect. It was, was beautiful. Amazing. Just free space and it uh it was the most beautiful camping. Just unbelievable. And yeah. there was no one up there. Every morning, you know, we camped there for, I don't know, three or four days. Yeah. And most mornings, the uh, dude ranch would bring a string of horses and and uh, people would come riding by. And that was uh, what we saw for people up there. We yeah. had it all to ourselves.
1: Yeah, the side we were on only had like three... Maybe four. I think three designated campsites there. Three
0: designated campsites covering about 250 acres, though. They were, like, like the nearest person camping to us was 250 yards away. Yeah. So certainly different than going into, you know, a KOA where they back you in and you, you know, you touch doors with your neighbors. Oh, yeah. You're, yeah. You, you can't put your slide out out because it's bumping into somebody's camper. Right. Yeah. So, and then... The people that were camping up there was there was one guy in a tent mm-hmm. and then there was a guy another a guy in a truck yeah, yeah doing it. So a little truck camping yeah thing. Top so there of was like car top yeah strangely enough there was no one else pulling trailers up there bringing their rvs up on top strangely of enough yeah. they went they
1: followed the signs they went yeah. the other way so there was another yeah. if you would have gone like left there was enough room for 10 yeah. rv campers up on the yeah. other side but they were like you could see them over there. Like, oh, look, I think that's where the road led to. I think that was what I had read reviews about. And even then, people were, like, raving about, wow, we got the spot. It was free. Yeah. So that was really cool.
0: Yeah, so then we spent the next few days doing, a few uh, doing some backcountry back country hiking in the Tetons, which was spectacular. Yeah. We did a bunch of hiking.
1: What did we do? Jenny Lake?
0: Did Jenny that's Lake, yeah. So We met up with... Uh,
1: Oh, my, uh, yeah, my aunt and uncle were there.
0: Andrea's godparents. Yes. And uh, we did a hike with them. We went to the Million Dollar Cowboy Bar.
1: Yes. Where you could sit in the saddles at the yeah. bar. Yes. Um, they did a little that piece was super of the hike. Cool. That yeah. hike was, mm-hmm. so that was our first hike. Mm-hmm. It seems like so long ago. Oh, my gosh. This just blew me away. So yeah. you take the boat. There's two options for starting this hike. You could take the boat across Jenny Lake and start the trailhead there you could hike around jenny lake it takes a little bit longer but it was in in between like in the mountain pass between you're like hiking down in in the valley of yeah in the valley in the in the grand tetons um there's a couple big waterfalls at the beginning and then you're kind of kind of following the river through the mountains Mm -hmm. and it was the biggest mountains i've ever really been amongst I've never, I'd never been to the Rockies Mm. before. Yeah, it's it's
0: spectacular just in the way that they, they rise up out of the floor of the valley, right? So there's no foothills, there's no, you know, most mountains that are that big, you drive up to them, you see them. These things yeah. just pop up out yeah. of nowhere. The
1: fault line just threw them up there. Yeah, and they're, they're just, new. Yeah, right? there's like
0: some of the youngest mountains in the range. Yeah, right?
1: they're new yeah. mountains, but yeah. they are. Yeah, they're it's the just, youngest. It's a
0: brand new mountain. We just got it. <laughs> got it. Fresh Check this out. We just got this one. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's Grand Teton.
1: It's Grand. Uh, yeah. So they're not like weathered down yet. They're jagged and
0: and they're still growing, right? I think they Let might say they're still growing. I think They might be. I could be wrong. I could look it up. I was once
1: before. I'll take it out only if it's false. Okay
0: um Uh, yeah yeah that was hiking so So that was the first day and then
1: but that hike got even better because we saw a moose
0: we saw a moose. and
1: then we keep so we keep going so my aunt and uncle didn't do the whole hike they did a little piece of it and that reminded me that we had lunch plans and i remember saying okay let's just hike until three miles i want to see a bear i'm looking at my fitbit and i'm like it's almost three miles once or twice like we should probably turn around like it's almost three miles Literally at the exact three-mile mark, there's a black bear. Yeah. Just chilling. Yeah. So black bears are the ones that are... Are they fully vegetarian or just mostly? Uh, just just mostly. mostly. But they're more... But they're smaller. Yeah.
0: They're certainly safer to be around than yeah. grizzly bears. Yeah. Yeah. When we got
1: there, there was a... You want to, like, check in. um, Not really check in, but there's park rangers usually hanging around at, like, the trailheads or, like, at the visitor centers, and, and they'll update you on... On what they've been seeing in the area. Someone's probably been up there already that day to check it out and check for bears. So they had said that there were some, I think, baby bears up in the area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, And that they've been seeing some bears up there. You always carry bear spray on you hiking out west. So what does a can of bear spray cost?
0: It can be, I don't know, 20 something, I think. Yeah. Not bad. it here. I bought it here in New York. and took it out there with me. That's true. I -hmm. flew, so I wouldn't have flown a
1: giant can of mace but you can rent them from places too if Mm -hmm. you're just flying out and doing a couple hikes but Mm -hmm. you definitely don't want to be without your bear spray because this bear was how far off the road
0: 15 yards from us probably
1: 15 yards off the trail i'm terrible at distance estimations so Mm -hmm. thank you for that yeah um it was it was right there and there were other people around we weren't just two random people that rocked right. up on this bear you right. obviously yeah, yeah. want to give them their space but true you, you can I mean, continue on the trail
0: yeah the, i mean the bonus was with that many people around you don't have to outrun the bear you just got to outrun the other people
1: <laughs> true um and it was just rooting around in the bushes uh yeah. eating
0: berries out. and yeah but yeah like, so we did see that bear, and we saw a moose. So a moose was
1: across the river. I personally am far more afraid of moose than I am, but maybe a grizzly bear. Well, I mean, black mo- bears, no. Yeah. Moose so freak supposedly
0: me out. moose kill more people in yeah. the U.S. than any other animal. Yeah. Um, They're terrifying. Yeah, they uh, they will run you down and stomp you into the ground. Yes. Um, so yeah, for sure, moose are dangerous. Your bear
1: spray ain't got nothing on moose. No,
0: no. You just need to stay. You need to steer clear of the moose when you see them.
1: Yeah. And they're gigantic. Yeah. I, I was just it was it was so cool. Yeah. So we saw a moose and a bear both on our first hike. hmm It was amazing. Yeah, it was good stuff. I was on oh it was obviously anticipated, hopefully seeing all these cool things, but it still like dwarfed my expectations. Mm-hmm. I was so it was so excited. The second day we did a different hike. Yeah. We that did. was a day. It yeah. was raining in the morning, right?
0: Yeah, it wasn't as nice of a day the second day, and we did a hike up uh, up to a lake, and it was um, again we hiked um, probably the first half mile you see people, and then after that you don't see anybody. You're pretty much out there alone, like hiking in a lot of the national parks that I've experienced. Yeah, as soon as you get you know more than a quarter of a mile from the road, the the number of people start to dwindle in a hurry. So you yeah. can. If you're going into the backcountry, you can guarantee that you can be really alone. I think it was a Taggart Um, Lake trailhead. Yeah, that's right.
1: Um, That was cool. It was like Taggart Lake and there's another one nearby. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good good hike. Um,
0: Alpine
1: Lakes. Yeah. Bradley Lake and Taggart Lake.
0: Yeah, that was probably the last day I felt good because I got COVID (laughs) while we were there. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, the next four or five days, I wasn't feeling so great, but luckily it passed pretty quickly. Yeah, but. it was
1: tough. We thought it was a sinus infection. Yeah. Silly us. Yes.
0: We just kept rolling, though. We still did, we did what we were supposed to do. We still hiked. Yeah. One or two days in there, I was dragging, but...
1: First, you thought it was just pollen. There's so many wildflowers yeah, on this hike. It was amazing. So it was the end of June. At this point, I think it was the last day. Nope, it was July 1st, and it was just yellow flowers. These alpine lakes yeah. were so just crystal clear blue. The mountains were still snow-capped so like they yeah. were just so picturesque it was
0: amazing.
1: uh the blue skies the yellow flowers all the greenery the yeah. sagebrush it was gorgeous um yeah this was a really cool this was a really cool hike definitely fewer people at one point i was following all trails but i don't pay for the subscription so at one mm-hmm. point i wasn't positive that i was yeah i had a moment of doubt when we passed some other people mm-hmm. they're going the other way that had asked i was like are you coming from this part and you're like yeah are you coming from this part we're like okay good yeah. we're both on again
0: when you're you know when you're four miles back in there you don't really see anybody but For sure. as soon as we got back out near the road and we were within a half a mile of the parking lot there was people all over the place
1: yeah um especially this route too does like a a lot of people do just the first part like you hike just hike up to the up lake. to yeah it must be up, up to Tiger lake, lake. Yeah. yep but what we did was uh, technically like the bragg bradley lake taggart lake loop so we mm-hmm. went up to bradley lake first and then down to taggart lake and then back to the road we did a little bit of bike riding too mm-hmm. there's like a walking path then a bike riding path along yeah the one main road
0: yeah it's kind of amazing to ride you know i did a out and back with the grand tetons over my shoulder yeah, yeah it was so amazing to just the, the views are just spectacular i mean it's just so like fills your heart with joy to just be there and see how amazing it is. It's just spectacular.
1: Absolutely. I got on a bike for the first time in a little while. Yeah, that's a right. Big mountain Andrew bike. And
0: you rode my uh, mountain bike that day.
1: I did good. Okay, so my conversation with my dad ended there and we moved on to heading up to the next park, but we left out a good chunk of information. So I wanted to add some of that here. I wanna start with the two hikes that we did that we mentioned the hike across Jenny Lake. We did not do the Jenny Lake loop. The Jenny Lake loop, as you may have guessed, is just a loop around Jenny Lake. We did the Cascade Canyon hike. And we didn't do all of it, but we did um, three miles out and then another, the same three miles back. So this is an out and back trail. I believe it's called Forks of Cascade Canyon. So you have to either hike around Jenny Lake or take the shuttle across Jenny Lake to get to the trailhead for Forks of Cascade Canyon. So we took the shuttle because we wanted to spend our time hiking in the canyon, not necessarily around the lake. You can do a hike just around Jenny Lake. That's another option. But this one gets you into like the backcountry a little bit. This is one of the, um, like easy access into the backcountry and it's not too far into the back country that you actually have to be prepared to like camp for camp or um, do like 10 miles so this hike it says if you do the entire thing it is 9.4 miles out and back I think actually at the time that we went on the very end of June there was still snow at the end of the trail so you couldn't do the whole thing anyway so we just went 3 miles in, so there would have been another like mile and a half that we did not do and then turned around and went back. So um you get off the shuttle, hike up to the first bridge at Cascade Creek. There's a waterfall there and then um the trail goes up to Inspiration Point which overlooks Jenny Lake and this is where there were a lot of people that stopped here they did that overlook and then they weren't actually traveling on into cascade canyon but there were still plenty of people traveling on to cascade canyon i wouldn't say it was crowded but there were plenty of people but as dad had mentioned the further you go into the canyon the fewer people you see so this trail follows cascade creek throughout the canyon and you're hiking in between grand teton and mount moran so you've got the Ice blue water of the creek. You've got these steep, jagged mountains rising up to both sides that are capped with snow. You've got all of these wildflowers and some pine trees growing along the path, and lots of wildlife. It was absolutely gorgeous. I would highly recommend, even if you only want to do, say, the first two miles of this hike. There's still just so much to see, and it's kind of, um, I kind of like that about hikes that don't have like an overlook or anything like you don't need to get to the end you can just do a portion of it to experience some of the ecology there and the views and you can turn around at whatever point you would like the second hike we did was the taggart lake bradley lake loop which we also talked about it was absolutely gorgeous i would highly recommend this hike that is a moderate hike the taggart lake bradley lake loop is about five miles i believe 5.6 miles round trip with 890 feet of elevation gain Um, it goes up and down a couple times so at this hike you start off at the taggart lake trailhead and then you're going to reach a split if you go to the right it goes to bradley lake if you go to the left it goes to taggart lake um you can kind of decide which direction you want to go in i believe that i had checked out on all trails and went in the way that People had suggested. I think people suggested to go to Bradley Lake first. If you don't want to do a moderate hike and you just want to do an easy hike, you can just go to Taggart Lake and back. So when you get to that split, you're gonna stay left to go to Taggart Lake. It's gonna flatten out and go to the lake shore. Um, so you 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 rock up on the lake shore and you're looking across the lake at the mountains behind it. It's absolutely beautiful. There were much more people here. They were some people fishing here. If you like continue along the lake a little bit, there's a couple of spots where you can go down to the shore and see a view that doesn't have multiple people hanging out there. And then at Bradley Lake, there was really nobody over there. We passed people on the trail twice, I believe. This hike was just an awe-inspiring combination of colors, the bright blue sky, the greens of all of the foliage, the bright yellow and white flowers, the icy blue lakes. It was mind-bogglingly gorgeous so there are plenty more hikes in this park unfortunately we did not have that much time to spend there I would have loved to have spent another at least three days in Grand Teton National Park we only spent about three days there total so two of the days we hiked one of the days we went fishing didn't have the best time we got our fishing licenses we didn't find a great spot to fish we didn't really do a lot of um, research in advance So we ended up going to Spread Creek, I think, to fish there, but it was just not great. It didn't it did not really go over well. But the purple lupine growing all along Sis Creek was absolutely gorgeous. So I had a fine time admiring that. I stumbled upon a little baby antelope, which was adorable. It was just like kinda hiding in the brush. Um till I was like right above it and it jumped up and ran past me. Yeah, it was still a very pretty experience even though the fishing didn't go well there. The next day we did go to Pacific Creek to fish after we did the Taggart Bradley Lake hike and I caught a small cutthroat trout there which was my 1st never seen a cutthroat trout before so it was really exciting. It was beautiful little fish. Unfortunately the mosquitoes were absolutely freaking horrendous. They were so bad. When the sun went down they started to come out like my dad and I reflect on this grown man that was fishing with his friends that like we all are suddenly like we have to go we have to get out of here the mosquitoes are so bad and this guy gets like caught up in the brush and he's just like screaming because he's frustrated and is getting attacked by mosquitoes and like can't get like to his car fast enough so I might suggest a mosquito net hat but maybe it was just the season and the time of year that we were there that they were really bad I don't know that was the worst part of it all, but obviously not going to stop us from going out there and enjoying. And during the day, it was fine. It was just in the evening. The mosquitoes got really horrendous. The town of Jackson Hole, right outside Grand Teton National Park, is super adorable. A uh, little high end um, in terms of prices of things and like the types of like boutique shops that you'll find there, but lots of little shops to pop into, places to eat, a couple places to grab a drink. It's very walkable, like you have to park in kind of a designated parking lot, like off around the edge of the town, and then you walk into town. It's just a couple of blocks. So it's accessible from the park. So if you're camping in the park and you need supplies or something or you want to grab food, want to go out to dinner, it's very easy. to. It's like 15, maybe 20 minutes, depending where you are in the park, to drive into Jackson Hole. So that's right there. Like we went to TJ Maxx and bought a heavier comforter. Um, we went in, we talked about going to the million dollar Cowboy by bar, which is iconic. I would suggest you stop there. We went to big hole barbecue for dinner and had ribs. They were absolutely amazing. We also popped into snake river anglers, a fishing store. If you want to do fishing, right. You can, I believe, organize like tours through them or get a lot more information from them. We asked for a couple locations, didn't really ask about how to get there. And then just went on a whim and tried to figure it out ourselves. Silly us. Yes. We also got ice cream at Moose. Some of the flavors were not very sweet. Um, it was very expensive. The ice cream was almost $10 each, but sometimes you just can't resist like, a homemade ice cream. But I would sample a flavor before you get a whole scoop. On camping, remember we said that if you're on national forest land, a lot of times those campsites are your free dispersed campsites. So luckily, like right across the, the border where it goes from national park to national forest, there are a couple of sites, so if you're on the, the main highway, 191, that goes up through the park, like along the park, it's on the eastern side of the park, so to the east of that is National Forest land. So the Shadow Mountain campsite is down by um, Mormon Row, and I think that makes it, it's one of the closer campgrounds, free campground to the park so I think that it's a little busier so we continued north on 191 and came across the toppings campground but there are a handful of other ones in the area and if you are staying for a long time or you're in a tent and you need a shower there are showers there it's like six dollars for a seven minute shower so you need to like get tokens at the like a shower and laundromat so they have those sort of services um we were wilderness camping so we wanted to be really conservative of our water usage. So we didn't want to like take a long hot shower in the camper. Sorry, you can probably hear me flipping through my notes. Then on the way out, we cleaned out the RV at the Coulter Bay campground for 10 bucks. So if you're staying there, they have, um, RV dump stations, but we were not staying there, but they still allowed us to go in and dump our tanks for $10. So last thing I want to say is just that I was really enamored by this park. it, seems from conversations with other people that Yellowstone totally overshadows Grand Tetons. They are connected. So if you're going to one, you can very easily spend another two days going to another. I saw a lot of websites saying like, oh, you only need one or two days in Grand Teton National Park. And I don't feel that way at all. If we didn't have an itinerary that like we were limited, we had to be home at a certain date, I would have loved to have stayed there for another two days and done more like backcountry hikes or exploring the wilderness. Being outdoors, it had a very manageable number of people for the summer season and the views were just so spectacular. We woke up every morning in the shadow of the Tetons. It was so amazing. I really, really, really loved it. So if you aren't sure if you should put it on your itinerary, if you're going to be in the area, I highly suggest you do. I will share all of the beautiful pictures I have on the Instagram account and you will absolutely want to go and see it yourself. But from there, we had to move on with our journey. So we headed north to Yellowstone National Park and we will be covering that in episode eight. So please tune in for that episode. It will be coming humming right up thanks so much for listening today we really hope you found this enjoyable for photos and videos from this trip or to contact me if you'd like you can check me out on instagram at andy about and abroad that's a-n-d-y about and abroad feedback is welcome and we'd love for you to leave us a review if you have the time thanks again